Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. If I have a question from Darlene, she says, I would like to know if fertility hormones pose a long-term health risk and what's the most common health risk if there is one? The drugs that we use in an IVF cycle have now been around for 35 years. So women in their 20s in the 1980s that I was treating will be now in their 50s and maybe some will even be in their 60s. And the data is very clear. Big population studies, mainly out of Scandinavia, where IVF is fairly common, and therefore they've got a big cohort of women. And they have a a healthcare system where all hospital visits, doctor's visits, end up on one major big computer. And so they can look at events in life going back 20, 30 years. And their data is very clear. There is no increased risk of ovarian cancer, There is no increased risk of breast cancer. There seems to be a reduction in the risk of uterine cancer. So on all those fronts, IVF medicines that we use have no impact. In terms of other diseases, um, because of the treatment is very short term, you're talking about taking uh, injections for for a fortnight each cycle. There doesn't seem to be any impact on diabetes or blood pressure or whatever. There is, however, in infertile patients, some increases in some diseases. Women who've never had a baby are usually at risk of slightly higher risk of uterine cancer. They're also at a slightly higher risk of breast cancer. Having a baby is actually protective, but the drugs themselves uh, have no impact as far as we know. I mean, these women aren't in their 70s yet, but uh, all the evidence to date uh, suggests there's no harmful effect. A common question that gets asked is, can you help if the partner has had a vasectomy? Yeah, I mean, vasectomy is relatively common in the community. And I do see patients who've had a vasectomy. The options for men in that scenario are the potential to reverse the vasectomy, which depending on the surgeon doing it, and again, it's about finding someone who's expert at it. But claims of returning the plumbing to normal, connecting the tubes back together, is in the order of 80 to 90%. However, firm that's been thought up or the problem that occurs in the testicle is that something called antibodies form if you've had a vasectomy. They latch on, they're chemicals that latch on to the sperm and stop them swimming. So actual pregnancy rates after reversal are still only in the order of 30, 20 to 30% if you get a successful reversal. The other problem is the reason for having a vasectomy was, was protect you from having a baby and therefore Now that we've corrected it, there's always going to be that risk going forward into the future. The other way of getting around that is to have sperm 
aspirated, a needle basically stuck into the testicle under anaesthetic or local anaesthetic at least, um, and extracting the sperm and then using that in an IVF cycle. And that's highly successful. So if you're, you've found a partner and he happens to have had a vasectomy in the past, an option uh, is to, to uh, collect the sperm from directly from the testicle. What if a woman is not capable of carrying a pregnancy? What are the other options? I mean, it's rare that a woman is not capable of carrying a pregnancy. Certainly, you know, I do see women who've had, you know, five, six, seven recurrent miscarriages. Rarely um, a patient that's carried a baby till 20 weeks and, and lost it and, and it's happened again and again. It's very rare. But in those circumstances, there is the possibility of surrogacy. It is legal in Australia. What is illegal in Australia about surrogacy is that we cannot be seen to be commercialising it, i.e. paying that person a substantial amount of money for the favour of being a surrogate. We can, however, pay reasonable expenses. Now, no one's actually ever defined what reasonable is, um, but if you're a, a woman carrying a baby for another woman, certainly there'd be time off work, there'd be um, time after recovery from the hot, from the actual delivery, there would be the visits to the doctors. So compensating for them for the time, you know, can add up to a significant amount of money. So um, you know, money can change hands, but it has to be seen to be reasonable. Finding a surrogate, um, however, is not straightforward if you imagine asking someone to carry your baby for you it's quite a, an undertaking for them so uh, there is an organization called surrogacy australia who do make contact with women who are prepared to carry babies for other people other women uh, other couples so that's one course of action in australia internationally surrogacy is possible and the commercial arrangements um, are not as uh, rigid and so certainly in the States and in Canada, it can be done in, in a well-regulated uh, scenario. Surrogacy has got into a bit of trouble in Asia because um, people have um, used it as a, a money-making venture, basically abusing um, young girls to carry babies, paying them some money, but minuscule, and then making a lot of money from foreigners going there. And the uh, certainly in in uh, India and Thailand now surrogacy uh, has been banned. There are limits to you know what you can do, but that that certainly if you're incapable of carrying a pregnancy, surrogacy is an option. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 